Hello and welcome to Last Call for Adventure. We are so excited to kick off our third crew. We've got new adventurers joining Blibble's Buddies. I guess we are married to that name now. We weren't initially, but as a DM, you do not get to choose what people choose to call themselves. So we are now Blibble's Buddies for better or for worse, and the buddy ship grows. Let's go around and invite our new adventurers to the table. I'm so excited to roll some dice. Take it away, Burke. Uh, give, tell us who you are, and then we're gonna keep some suspense. Uh, give us your class and race, but then nothing else, just so we can be okay. we can be spicy like that. Uh, Burke Black, I uh, pirate and uh, stream on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. I mean, there's not much else. We just play a lot of video games, and that's it. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm, um, I do this. Uh, I guess it's a he's a hobgoblin, and uh, he's a cleric, but he's like not a holy cleric. He's kind of a little bit of a focus on necromancy a little bit. So, mm. as it. as Gawket one does, the, yeah. Gawket the undead. That's what he is. Gawket the undead, Max. <laughs> <laughs> who, who I'm returning. Are you? I, well, I'm. I thought I'd spring it on you this time. Not actually, Blibble. Uh, I'm going to play a guy named George. He's an accountant. Uh, You're so he... full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you you had me for like a quarter. He's of an a accountant second. in Luftum. <laughs> he wants to make sure all of the adventures' uh, mm-hmm. tax returns are in order. Make sure that they're writing off what. Don't they say can. the T word. No, no. I know, I know. I said when it because we're hits, in that area. When March hits, when March hits, I'm playing Blibble. Streamers have a panic attack. You can't say I know, the T-word in March. I do. When I said it, too, I don't like it. Um, I'm playing Blibble again. Sorry, guys. I'm back. <laughs> um, but this is probably the last time to see Blibble in a while, I would imagine. There's no way they'd bring me back the fourth time. Plus, I'd probably... I, I'm, enjoy while you got him, all right? Because, listen, when he's gone, you're going to miss him. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, I think we're bringing Bubble back every time. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm back playing Bubble. Bubble's now my comfortable place. Like I don't he's know a, how to do a game without Bubble. He's a warlock uh, goblin, and uh, if you've been watching the show, you know what he's about. So I feel like I don't need to introduce him a lot. But at the very least, he's level five warlock goblin, precocious little little scamp. All right. What level. new spells did you unlock at level five? I, I don't actually know. <laughs> I looked there's a reason I, know I asked you. Don't, you that's what I had to ask. There's a, yeah, there's a reason I asked. Like, what's the likelihood we're gonna encounter combat? I see some well, things haven't changed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was saying before because it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you've had so long. Correct. But when the way it works with these things is like, you finish the show. Oh, cool. I leveled up. All right. Well, I'll, I'll look at the stuff. I'm not going to look at this stuff. I'm going to close down roll 20. I'm going to then go do other stuff and be like, I'll get back to it later. I'm not going to get back to it later until I have to think about it again. <laughs> but it's, it's okay because if we do end up running into a uh, combat or whatever, I can bullshit it. I can just be like, yeah, that one, that one, that one. I already looked at a few of the spells. I just didn't commit. Mm. Mm. I did look. Okay. My HP is now 10 I'll, higher. I'll give you credit for that. I'll give you credit for doing the bare minimum of looking. There's some pretty cool Eldritch invocations that I can get to that, that are just like as an extra one, which would be neat. 
Yeah, yeah. I think you can get stuff like Devil Eyes, where you There's can shit where I can disguise myself. A lot of it is like you can use this, but like you don't have any prerequisite. It doesn't take a spell slot or it doesn't take a whatever, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I know, I think Devil Sight is like that, where you can like pierce magical darkness. That I can get mage armor essentially that I can use without mm-hmm. having the prerequisite materials, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's beasts. You haven't gotten moves. hit yet. <laughs> I was. I think you're right. I don't think I've ever gotten hit. No, you haven't gotten. <laughs> this is really hit, funny. Which is crazy because it's so funny because there. I saw a comment. I saw two comments that made me laugh. One was like, having wheat go into death saves on his first episode was a little too harsh, and someone else was like, bronze is too soft on them. And I was like, you don't get it. There's no healers in this party. It's a yo-yo. Either they win by a landslide or they're going to die. And there's not really anything in between. <laughs> Listen, I just know how to heroically hide. Yeah, you've hit every battle. Yeah. Blibble cast, blibble cast heroic hide. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get hit. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of getting hit, I'm so excited for you all to meet Dan's Gaming. Dan, who are you? Who do you play? I'm Dan, and I'm playing a orc um, fighter who's subclass samurai. And my mm. character doesn't have a name, so we're going to call him Nameless because he mm. he doesn't have a name because he was outcast and was never given one. And I, uh, last time I played D and D was we did a one shot together, uh, bronze, uh, where I mm-hmm. played some wacky old guy, and then <laughs> me and <laughs> me. And, I love uh, that old man. <laughs> yeah, he was insane. And me and Max have played uh, a campaign for about two years together. Um, so we have a lot of experience playing together. And it's my first time playing with Burke. Yeah. <gasps> well, this is my first time D- playing with Burke. Yeah. Wait, yeah. you've never played d I've together? never played D&D with him. No, I, as far as I know, I don't think he's done a D&D show, which is part of the reason uh, why. But don't you like uh, play uh, games together like? All the you time. Know, no, 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 all the time. Yeah, but like I've never, I've never, we've never role played and played D and D. Never played D and D. The uh, the last time I, I, I technically did play D and D on Twitch at one point in time. The the first time I ever did D was in a uh, just a board game store that lasted for like I don't know a couple hours. So I never got a real taste for it. But mm. the first time I actually did was uh, Call of Cthulhu. Um, mm. I kind of forget oh. everybody involved in that, but that was back in like 2015 or early 2014. It was forever yeah. ago. I played some. This is your um, first real D and D ass D and D. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, crazy. It a... Is Call of Cthulhu is apparently more popular than D and D in Korea? It outsells D and D by quite a bit. It's their most, mm. it's their most popular tabletop RPG, which I thought was mm. was very interesting because here, D and D beats Call of Cthulhu by quite by quite a big margin. But yeah, no. yeah. It's it was wild. It was it was an interesting, like more horror focused, obviously, you know, and uh, it was fun. And I've always wanted to do more. So, but I'm basically a baby coming in here. Not you know, like wait, wait, what, what, what does this button do? You know, I'm already spamming my chat with stuff because I'm clicking on things and not realizing they're getting spammed. So, whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that? There's you clicking that in. shit? Yes. Oh. Yeah, we're sitting here. Am like, I spamming, spamming your channels too? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, wondering where that was coming from. <laughs> I believe you can click just as a FYI. I believe when you're in the 
the compendium <laughs> and all that stuff. You can click. You can click. I think there's an, an information thing, like where it doesn't just automatically. There's a way to click it so it doesn't just cast the spell. If you click the spell itself, I think it just casts it. It's not right. super important. I know this now. <laughs> it's okay. It's you know it, it makes for good content. No, it's a good thing. Now everyone knows how your spells work. Mm-hmm. So if you ever get confused, you know, chat can guide you. Maybe. I don't know. And uh, your character's name is, is Gokt. Is that right? Is that Gokt? Gokhead. Gokhead. Gokt. Got that's it. How, that's how it sounded to me when I saw it. I was like, Gokhead. I okay. liked it because it rhymed with undead. That's why I picked it. <laughs> Gokhead the undead. I'm here for it. Nice. I'm here for it. Um, I have been, I just want to, I just want to warn y'all from the outset. I've played a lot of D and D this week and did a lot of voiceover this week. And so my voice is, uh, on the, (laughs) it's, it's on the raspy end. So, uh, so this is my, you know, second time DMing for you, Dan, first time DMing for you, Burke. So warning, normally I have great voices today. This, they're all going to be raspy voices because that's all I have access to. <laughs> no worries. All right, let's get into it. <clears throat> Our third crew. We open on the city of Luftum, and we find ourselves in a richly appointed office of one Barnabas, a senior guild member. Sitting across from th- this this very ruddy-faced, bushy-haired dwarf, is sitting resplendent in his in his house coat, is sitting across from a very small goblin. Blibble, are your robes still tattered, or have you finally fixed those? Or are you still in a busted-up um, school uniform? No, I think at this point, Blibble's uh, he's changed it a little bit because his. Uh, Things have changed for Blibble. He's uh, he's gained a little bit more respect for himself. So now he's in a little bit more, nothing overly fancy, but just something that's not completely tattered so people don't uh, dismiss him quite as easily. Um, I won't go into great detail because I haven't thought about it that that much. But um, you can picture just some some nicer robes, but still uh, nothing like that super prim and proper. Um Nothing, nothing like, uh, I wouldn't say anything extravagant by any means. Mm -hmm. You notice something new about Blibble's appearance, a woven scarf that only two star members of the Cartography's Guild have access to. Marin has one too, although she's not in this room with you. And while attuned to the scarf, you get a plus one bonus to survival checks. Ooh, nice. Let me um, mm-hmm. make a note, I suppose. Yes, the guiding star has gifted you with one of their sacred relics after the successful completion of your last mission. And sure enough, your reputation in the city has grown, which is why you now find yourself in the unfortunate position of having to deal with Barnabas. Probably vaguely remembering how rude he was to members of your party in the past, his demeanor has somewhat changed towards you, although his general manner has not. Well now, 
I didn't quite expect that you were going to be so successful in uncovering some strange sorts of conspiratorial excavations, as it were. But this serpent's nest you've stumbled upon, well, we do not know how deep it goes. And if we do not conduct ourselves with the utmost of diplomacy, we may find ourselves at war with this company. What was the name of it that you said it was, Blibble? The, you mean the ones that were uh, that we were dealing with before the the camp mm. and everything? Yeah, these ones that wanted to poison the water supply, convince us that the quarry was dangerous to excavate in. This is yeah, it's the Meridian, the Meridians, they're the Meridian Company, I believe. Yeah, that's the ones the we're Meridian talking about, right? Company. Yes. Yeah. Now. I don't pretty know. Pretty fucked up stuff this. they were doing there. They was they was uh they were the ones putting all the messed up, you know, seafood if you want to call it, uh crustaceans. Mm. <sighs> terrible. That's why we put the one guy in a barrel and uh made him swim in the goop for a little bit cuz it's like <laughs> terrible. You know, it's awful. You put a man in a barrel? Well, yeah, cuz he was he was the one that was like uh dumping it and he was, you know, Polluting the whole area, and so it's kind of one of those, oh, you want to make everybody else sick? This is how you feel now, huh? I don't know. He might have a third arm. I haven't checked on him. Sounds vague. <laughs> Sounds vaguely criminal, so I'm going to just pretend I didn't hear that. Keep it oh, moving. yeah, we found them in a barrel, for sure. Yeah, no, it was. Mm. he just went in there, and he hid because we were so intimidating. This happened right. to be a barrel full of goop. Right. As yeah. one oftentimes finds oneself in. Mm-hmm. But Blibble, and- we have to, I know that you are eager to take action against this Meridian company, but we have to navigate this situation very carefully. I do not know if you are aware, but Meridian Company currently makes just about every airship that sails out of Lufton. Without them, we are disconnected from the rest of the world. Now, this doesn't mean we couldn't engage in some type of a hostile takeover, but with the rules being what they are and not wanting to invoke war with our neighboring kingdoms, we would need to have a proper justification to do so. In the time since you uncovered these nefarious deeds, They've actually destroyed a lot of the evidence, but I think I have another lead for you. I mean, what happened to uh, to the guy we brought in? You talked to him at all? The one in the barrel? No, 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 no. We, uh, the guy we brought back with like the sack, you know, uh, we, 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 we uh, knocked his ass out and we brought him back with us. He just been rotten in a dungeon? Are you guys talking to him? Oh... That man. Did you guys kill him or something? What'd you do? I'm not going to say we killed him, but I will just say he was in no condition to talk by the time our people got to him. Well, I mean, we roughed him up a bit, but I don't think we've... 
You got some people that got some issues they working out or something? Well, I want you to look into it. All right. I want you to poke around the holding cells. See what you can find. All right, I will. Because uh, we was, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I thought we was going to get a bonus or something because we brought back, like, somebody from the actual site itself, the one who was doing all this. I figured he'd be a big, uh, you know, wealth of information spewing from his uh, his mouth. Get him motivated to talk. That is <laughs> Not that motivated, though, if he's dead. Spews from, yes. Yeah. Well, actually, no, that's not true. There's some spells where other parts of the body can... You know, I'm not going to get into it. Different thing. I'll look into it. I want you to pursue this lead, but I also want you to pursue another. Okay. We have an operation out in the mountains. People from that operation, key members of our organization, have started to go missing. We think Meridian Company may have something to do with it. Now, this is a bit of a secret location because this site is where we mine and refine all of the alloys and metals we need for the guild official armors that three-star members receive. Now, I know you wanted a bonus, but you successfully complete this mission with whatever team you happen to put together, I will give you a three-star guild armor set. I cannot impress upon you how rare these are, just how special they are. Does that come with three-star membership as well? For you, I can make a consideration. I was gonna say because I'm 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 I don't want to just you know I'm not not to toot my own horn too much, but I've been fucking killing it. Like everybody's just been underestimating Blibble. I mean, you was a jackass. No offense, sir, but like you was a jackass when we first met. And um, me? Yeah, you remember in the bar? It was all like, "Oh, this motherfucker!" You probably maybe not so much, maybe not as crass, but that's what I heard. We almost—I was gonna beat the shit out of you, and then I was told not I, to. I was rude to you. Yeah, to well, to to my associate as well as Dove. You remember Dove? Well, Dove's a piece of shit. A little bit, yeah. He's kind of—I'm dealing with some other you stuff. Know how with him, many apparently, people Dove got killed. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, but the like path. Either way, it came down far, on Blibble. He puts a hand on your shoulder as he like comes over to your side of the of the desk. Look how far your career has gone since disassociating with the lacks of that low life. Well, I, I mean, I don't know about like the low life. It was not, it was like kind of a friend, also, but you know. Listen, Del I haven't seen him in a while. Producer of this show. Dove fucking sucks. And now Ugh. your career is going places without him. I mean... Sometimes you find yourself dragged down by the company you keep. And since cutting mm-hmm. that anchor loose, your airship is flying high and strong, Blibble. You gotta look to mm. the future, not to the past. And I've got somebody that I think might work for this mission. Now, 
Yeah, well, he's about the future, not huh? in the oh. guild proper, but he's done some contract work. Okay. Under the table, as it were. I think he might have the connections you need for this. Okay. There's, there's, a, there's a couple of things I should warn you about, though. Here it comes. Always a catch. Well. The longer you pause, you know the more how, I get worried. Yeah, some people have a rather unsettling interest in the dead. He's one of those sorts. But that just kind means of, he would be good at finding out what happened to these dead people. Right? Possibly. I suppose logic could track that way. Hmm. How obsessed with the dead? Like, if he just little leans in closer, like, you fucking weirdo? Just tell me straight up, like, Well, I definitely wouldn't say he's normal, per se. That's fine. That's okay. I'm. People would consider me not normal. You know? He's, he's, a, he's a necro. There's like this silence when we're just kind of like nodding. Yeah, they're fucking weird, usually. The little weird. Three. But, if, uh, you know, we can't get too judgmental. People judge so blibble with his tattered ropes. Look at me now. Not as tattered. Not as Actually, tattered. somewhat normal. Uh, but I figured, you know, you got the, the to star guild number. You got to, you know, dress a little bit. But I, you don't want to go too much, I feel like. There was fancier robes I could have gotten. But um, stay humble, you know. Plus, you don't want to advertise wealth. Will learn this early in his life. Might be young, but wise. Sometimes. So who's this fucker? Where where do I go say hi to him? His name's Go Kid. Go Kid? <laughs> mm-hmm. Rhymes with undead. <laughs> that does rhyme with undead. Huh. He's really I wonder if that's intentional. <laughs> You think that's his real name? Well, it's the one he gave me. Mm. See, when we need to get things, rare arcane components, spell casting focuses that are difficult to get or that there are embargoes on, let's just say GoKed's good at smuggling things in and out under the radar. Could be he can help you get to your destination a little unseen. Okay. I suppose. Uh, I mean, that's always useful. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty good at being unseen a lot of times. You know, the heroic hide, you know, I like to call it. <laughs> Are you a coward, son? <laughs> no, I just tactically hide and then I strike when least expected. Mm. Heroically. As you say, it works. heroically. You notice all of the paintings and tapestries adorning Barnabas's office and realize just how many monsters, beasts, and villains he's slain to be sitting where he's sitting now. Kitty. 
<laughs> she, she does that. Part of it. You sound, you sound so different. <laughs> A cat walks across Barney's desk. Mm-hmm. Mm. Listen, well, I mean, sometimes you got to tactically hide. I still he pushes I, over a purse, oh, okay. a velvet pouch. He doesn't tell you how much is in it. That should retain his services. Okay. How much? Or should I not know? Why would you need to know, son? Generally, it's information that's pertinent. It helps me know. Uh, like, what if, what if he looks at it and he says, "Not enough." Um, I don't even know how much is in there. Well, there's two hundred and fifty gold pieces in that pouch. So, if it's not enough, well, it'll be it enough. Sounds. About just enough to bribe somebody to pilot a construct. <laughs> Little inside joke. Deep cut. All flat. Deep oh, you cut. don't really. I don't know if that was in the report, but it was very expensive. It was stupid. Hmm. Yes. Feel like my my my, my 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 uh compatriots, my uh fellow adventurers, they um. Uh, they really, really wanted to keep gold away from old Blibble. I don't know why. If it was, it just always worked out that way. It was just really weird. Anyway, 250 gold. Okay, good. That's a lot. So he should probably be on board, I would think. Mm. Speaking of this pilot you spoke of, this uh, taps the report on his desk. Lavinia, Luxar, Luxar. I don't know how to say it. Mm. Uh. Applied to be a one-star guild member. Oh, really? She wrote your name down as her reference. Wibble thinks for a second. Back to them, like, bickering and fighting. <laughs> then thinks again. See his head tilt for, like, a, a bit. Has, like, a little smile. He's like, yeah, I reckon she's all right. She, uh... Didn't even really want to work for the Meridian Corp. I might, honestly might be a good source if you guys use her for like uh, trying to infiltrate. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that bridge is burnt, but at the very least, she's probably got some good knowledge uh, of how they operate. Um, maybe some contacts. I don't know. But she helped us out a lot. I mean, I would, I would say, yeah, I, I, would, I would put my seal of approval on there. She applied for uh, Federation Deliverance, Search and Rescue Guild. They take on jobs of the most dangerous variety. You think she's up to that? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I only this is my only encounter with her, right? From what I thought, seems like somebody wanted to turn their life around and not work for some assholes, you know. So uh, maybe she's trying to trying to wipe out a little uh, blood in her ledger, sort of deal. You know, maybe now that she thought about it with the Meridian Corp, who knows what what they were getting up to. I'd feel a little uh, messed up working for them, too. So giving her the chance to try to right that wrong, I suppose. 
might be a good thing. Very well, then. I'll uh, fast-track her application. She's still got the construct, and she's still around, and I suppose... He says this kind of, like, wryly to you. I suppose she owes you one. It could be you could leverage that to maybe get her to help you on this, but I would take my leads from Goked. He's got some experience under his belt. I need you to figure out what's happening, Blibble at the Forge. Now, I've... I've also proved for you to have a mount. Oh. Well, a group of mounts. Fortunately, or unfortunately, they come with someone. Oh. I don't sound so disappointed. Now, this individual doesn't have a name per se. Comes into town ever so often and sort of lives out in the wilderness. But I've heard that you, you've taken a liking to those types. Now, he's going to sort of be taking care of this. Uh, well, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the Luftham? The Luftham? The, Luftham? Luftham? Sounds like you were just saying Luftham me- all weird. <laughs> Give me a... Uh, History check. Or nature. All right. Give me a moment, because I had my character mantra up, and I've been trying like the Dickens to get out of it. <laughs> like the Dickens. Like the Dickens. Son of a bitch. Yeah, it's got me locked into the character mantra. Hold on. So, uh, unrelated, how do you, uh, how do you like your tea? Uh, well, I suppose I like it with a little bit of lemon, two sugar cubes. Lemon? Yeah, you never put lemon in your tea? Black tea with a little slice of lemon on top? I haven't thought about doing that, no. Wait, really? <laughs> no, I'm fucking role-playing. Like, like of course I put lemon in my tea. <laughs> 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 I thought you I thought you literally you really meant that. I was like, have you never heard of a It's because I'm tea? such a good actor. <laughs> truly, truly. I am locked into this goddamn character mancer. Can you really uh, can you refresh yeah, the page? I keep hitting discard and exit and I've uh closed out of it, gone back open to open it mm-hmm. back up. I'm gonna just see what happens if I like click all the way through and then maybe just you know change shit later. Uh, cause if you can't, wait a minute, we have your stats up right here. You could, <laughs> yeah, if you just have my stats, we could just do it the, the man, like, mm-hmm. um, just roll whatever I need to. to do you have a minus one to intelligence? Yes, here, actually, I, c- I think I can pull up your character sheet, even if you can't. Let me just do that for you. Um, yeah. oh. Your character sheet has gone blank for me. Wait, wait, oh, wait. No, it's slowly loading. It's slowly loading. It's been kind of slow, yeah, sluggish, too. Even the character master has been like... Yeah, I've been avoiding opening roll 20. It's been... 
thankfully we're not sponsored by them so i can say that but it's been it's been like incredibly slow today um oh wow when i opened it it also opened your character answer (laughs) see it's locked it's locked in there (laughs) barry help (laughs) oh no okay um (laughs) yeah i can't see your sheet either and when i hit my intelligence is nine Just roll the stats. I can't see them. Yeah. Uh oh. Is this is history that is D twenty minus one? They're literally on the overlay. Is what? <laughs> yeah, so but nice. I don't know if he's proficient or not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I would do D twenty uh, minus one unless you're proficient in history. Do you remember if you are? I want to say. History would have been, so that's an intelligence check? Yeah, yeah, but you could still have proficiency in it. So you'd get a minus one plus your proficiency bonus, which I believe is plus three, and it could be plus two. So is that a plus two or minus one? D&D. Isn't proficient. It's a minus one, so I'm doing a roll. Okay. Yeah, just do a naked D20 and then just subtract one. The D20's modesty. That's so fucked. I what is the god? Is it slash roll d twenty? Been so long yep. since I've yeah yeah. It's base d twenty <laughs> minus one. Max is like I don't roll dice. What the actual? A, fuck? Did you get an actual zero? What <laughs> the actual fuck? Woo. That is a nat one. You have you never one? heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have never heard of this creature in your life. You know, you're pretty sure he's just saying Luftum weird. Are you sure you're not saying just Luftum weird? Because it sounds like you're just saying Luftum, like flower, an emphasis on the ham at the end. <laughs> is so that even a thing? You need to, what is it? Now that you're in, a, in the guild, you need to do your, your homework on the illustrious history of the guild. And he points oh. to one of the paintings on his wall, and you see, Blibble, a massive boar, three tusks on either side, two eyes, two sets of eyes down the middle, uh, just absolutely covered in shaggy wool, massive cloven hooves, and two tails swishing in the back. And it's bearing down on its quarry on its back you see a dot of what looks to maybe be a halfling or a dwarf you can't you can't tell because of the perspective now son this is guild history back in the day these creatures would bear the guild leaders into battle brave but a little wild now Mm -hmm. after the after the 13th person you know, lost a hand to one of these, the guild decided to only really wheel them out for ceremonial purposes. But where you're going, you're going to need them. Mm. So, those are the mounts? Yes. We've, we've acquired a 
orcish person, half orc, I don't know what the PC term for them is, green man, to come and sort of bring these creatures along with them from the woods to bear you into the foothills. Now those hills are riddled with all kinds of beasts that would kill a pony or uh, something else. And so these things are fast, they're vicious, and they'll get you there. Scare off a puma or other big cat with no trouble whatsoever. Now, difficulty is, you know, might might also harm you. But this orcish fellow, he's good. That's when that. we he's we count on their expertise, right? Big man, right. he'll be able to help you wrangle these beasts. He knows what, what he's I've doing. heard. He he lives out there with them in the woods. Now, Blibble. This this man, uh, he's not the type that, you know, really understands the value of money. So let's just say he's not really getting paid what you and GoKid are getting paid from this mission. And it's just best if you maybe just don't talk, if you're just not transparent about pay in this case. <clears throat> You're not paying him? Well, we're paying him in caricature, in experience, in other things, sundries, atoms, pelts, rugs, things of that nature, but not gold per se. He's getting something, though, right? Like, you're giving oh, him. Oh, of course. Blibble, of course, he's getting something. But Blibble. There's no way I could afford to pay you and go kid two fifty a piece and pay this man. I've got my own budget and coffers to maintain. Now, if it hurts your soul so much, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to take a portion of of your cut. Why would you take fifty gold off of the other fucker and uh, give it to? Uh, Don't undercut go kid. He'll know. He'll know. And if yeah. he finds out. Might not go well for you. All right. I hope I'm not dealing with the scenario when I go there and he's like, so where's my goal? Or whatever the hell he sounds like. I don't know. Um, and then it's my problem to deal with. Well, Blibble, when I pay you, it's, it's all your problem to deal with and it's not mine. So what am I getting Go paid? ahead and be away now. Well, you'll be we paid on success. Completion of the job. GoCad takes payment in advance, though. That's how them pirate folk are. It's your job to make sure he don't run off with it either. So let me get this straight. Work your way up with the guild. Earn reputation by being successful. Mm. Have a track record. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't get paid up front. Mm-mm. Become You'll a pirate. Custom- You'll get the customer. Become a pirate who's obsessed with the dead. Do get paid up front. I'm in the wrong line of business. I'm going to have to talk to this goat head. Yeah, you go talk to this goat head. And this, give me an insight check. All right. I do have my character sheet now, so. Oh, my freaking God. What? Yeah, yeah. The one? That's a one? Barnabas just says this, and you don't think you don't read too much in there. You're like, yeah, yeah. 
why don't you go get into the piracy line of work? It really worked out well for old Goathead. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go do that, Blivel? Okay. Nothing ever bad ever happens to pirates. Everybody knows that. Now run along now. I'm tired of looking at you. Rude. All right, I will go. Where am I going? To who first? Where are they? He like doesn't. <laughs> he like doesn't even really answer you as you say that. Because he's like back and just kind of like back down to his work, scribbling on some scrolls with his quill, dipping it into ink, kind of leaving a little trail of spatters as he hastily signs documents. And he's like, you can't miss him. And just kind of waves you out of his office. All right, whatever. Little's just like, I can help. Gets up, goes, walks out the door. As you exit the double engraved wooden doors of Barnabas's office, you see an individual waiting in the lobby. Gokhead, what are you doing and what do you look like? Uh, uh, he would just be standing there. His, uh, his, uh, he's wrapped himself up in uh, just a basic kind of robe. Because uh, he he's in a public place, so he covers himself up more. And I guess mm. this is where Bibble would kind of get that there is something not right based on the last statement that he was just told about the pirate's life. <laughs> Because he looks very skeletal, very thin, um, almost like a walking corpse. He, had, he, he would be hiding his features to the best of his ability. And his skin would be moist, and he doesn't stink real bad because he uses oils to keep himself, you know, kind of lubricant so he's not dried out and stuff. And he does he's that a little embalmed. His, uh, his, uh, yeah, a little embalmed yeah. a little bit. So he's, uh, he's definitely has an infliction. <laughs> Is something wrong with him that isn't right? He almost looks like a, a hobgoblin that is skittering about, very lurched over, uh, you know, just kind of crowd, you know, just kind of like, you know, hiding on himself, you know, so that he doesn't get too much attention to himself. Because if people see him, they're going to be a little disturbed by his appearance, you know? How tall is he? <clears throat> uh, he's like five feet. Okay. And uh, I think that's like the short hobgoblin, but also he's like kind of lurched, you know? A little bit, like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know. Like, he's got the horde hunch. That yeah. If he were to, like, straighten up, he'd probably be a lot taller. Yeah, probably, yeah. And if, you know, he popped in his cracks of his bones and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, he definitely has that uh, necromancer look. The robe is kind of tattered. Like, he, sh you know, he should, he should be uh, taking care of himself better with a better robe. But uh, he does have a satchel. And it is, uh, it's off his, uh, his left hip. And he has a little mace, and he has a crossbow on his back. But you can't see his face really that well yet, because he's kind of like, you know, the big brim hat, and it's kind of covering his face just a little bit. He's just kind of like waiting. It's like he's waiting for something. Is this all that's, that's there? Yeah. Is there anyone else, or is it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Blue comes out. Looks around. Yeah. Uh, on a first inspection, <laughs> Gokhead like sticks out like a sore thumb. You've seen these other guild members before. Hunters going about their business, you know. 
um, especially in, in Barnabas's headquarters, like the people there are typically three star or higher. So you see glinting mail, you see beautifully lacquered painted armor, and you see people sort of at the highest echelon of what you do for a living going about their business. And then you see this <laughs> described by Burke, which decidedly doesn't fit in with everyone else. Um, but the people here are such that uh, they don't even notice him. Like he fades into the background for them because that's the sort of, you know, they're at that point in life where they don't even know people that can't help them move up in life, if that makes sense. They're very L.A. <laughs> very L.A. I was going to say it's very L.A. Very yeah, L.A. Yeah. All right. Uh, Blue comes out, looks amongst the thing, immediately spots, spots some, and just goes and his head's staring at him. Oh, fuck. He walks up and approaches. Just stares at him for a second. See if he, like, notices. You, uh... Go... Head? <laughs> you gonna keep the goat head thing going? <laughs> He doesn't respond. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, at this point, I would say that he kind of, start when he starts lifting his head, yeah, that as the brim of the hat rises, what you're seeing is a very uh, skull-like feature because his skin is so thin around his face. Uh, it's looking like it's rotted, like, like, like you would see in a tomb or a crypt if you ever fought like an undead thing with his face all zombified. That's what he looks like in his face, but of a hobgoblin. And his eyes would be kind of red, um, almost like faintly kind of glowing. Uh, and then he would reply with, uh, Go, kid. So you looked at him? You like, yeah. That's what he sees? Yeah. Yeah. He as looks as you, right at you. As soon as you raise your head, like, Divine speed. Oh my God. What the <laughs> heck is going on here? Yeah. Go, go, Ken. Yes, my name is Go Kid. Now, where is my money? Where is my payment? I got, I got your payment. I uh, was talking old Barnabas in there, and he says you're the guy who can help us get unseen, and I don't know you really in the dead stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Hand over my payment and we can proceed. I will assist you in whatever task you might require. Okay. Here you go. Holds out the, the purse. Oh, nice bony freaking clawy looking hand. The, you know, something from the mummy comes out and reaches out and grabs them the coin, and you could almost see the joy in his face as he sees all the trinkets of gold and money inside when he looks in there to see what he counts his money that he's got. Go ahead and count it if you want. It's all, it's all there. Um, Little's just like raising his eyebrow and <laughs> kind of regarding you up and down. So, um, 
How did this happen to you? (laughs) (laughs) That's not like, Uh, that's not normal. As you say this, you hear a voice behind you as Gokhead, you notice this massive lumbering elephant headed woman uh, kind of pops up behind Blibble and says, Blibble, you can't just ask people that. What? I, I like to be blunt and direct. If I'm going to be working with this guy, I got to know what the hell his problem, not problem, but what no! his, you know, his, his deal is. Blibble, no. He's all ghouly. Is he even alive? Blibble. I don't know. It could be a spell. Blibble, no. That's There racist. could be trickery at play. Blibble, no. And you notice, Blibble. You notice. That your old friend Marin is now wearing beautifully gilded leather armor that she wasn't before with the crest of the guild on it. And her wow. scarf is embroidered with three stars. Look at you, Marin, coming up in the world. What? You just, you gotta just look at all the new armor and stuff. You three stars. Look at that. Yeah, I was chosen to be a three star, uh, you know, guiding star member. It's a little exciting, I have to admit. I never thought I would be a three star. And here you are, looking, like full, looking the part. Like, with all of the rank and title and, and the honors of the station. Like, I always felt like it was half, you know? But now I'm for realsies. Yeah, for realsies, for sure. And, uh. Um, for realsies. Like, not interning, but like the real thing. Mm hmm. Don't, don't mm-hmm. forget who helped, who was there to help you, you know? Oh, I, I know. Need a help, you know? I wouldn't have been able to do it without you. Oh, I mean, I wasn't going to say, I mean, probably it was difficult. You probably need some help, but you know, you, you, you was killing it out there doing, doing great stuff. You too, Blibble. And you know what? I'm sure you'll be a three star soon too. Yeah, we'll see how, uh. That would be great. Hi. And she reaches out her hand to you, Gokhead. I'm Marin. Oh, I don't know if you want to do that. I don't, you know what? Uh, this entire time, you got everybody with this entire thing y'all were doing. Go, uh, Go Kid was like still like counting and playing with the gold that he just received, yeah. and he's just like completely infatuated that he's got all this this money. And when you when you finally say his name, he kind of like lifts his head and looks at you, and you get a good look at that that face. <laughs> and he kind of he takes his little bony fingers out, and he takes your hand. And he goes, "Hello, nice to meet you." Shakes your hand. <laughs> yeah. Her giant gray leathery elephant hand like engulfs yours. It disappears for a moment, you know, as she shakes it. And then um, you see her eyes kind of like fall over you, kind of taking in your emaciated form. And as she does, she just says, oh, yeah, I had a cousin who had that. Yeah. Hmm. Brigeria, or um, the, without, the, the without a real word. 
or um I I don't have a box and he removes his hand from you and he kind of goes back to playing with his gold and he starts putting it into his pouch slowly <laughs> while looking yeah. up at the two of you occasionally to see what you're still talking about. Yeah. She like leans into Blibble and she says, it's not nice to make fun of people with mummy rock, Blibble. You, you know, I'm not making it. fun of anybody. I just want to know what's going on with the people. One that day I'm mommy's going to try to kiss you. And when that happens and you get a disease, I'll kill them again. that people are nice to you. I'll murder that mummy again. I will kill I've that person. I've never met a mummy, but I've heard it's really hard dead. to kill them. And if I've That's... heard if a mummy kisses you or bites you, I don't remember which, or maybe if they drink your blood, you can get the rot and then you rot. I'm impossible. They would have to find me first. I'm so good at hiding. Well, I'll leave you to it, Blibs. Bye, I love yeah. you. And she kind of embarrassingly uh... scoops you up in a big hug. Oh, and says, I uh, love you. Bye. Yeah, uh, uh, thanks. Love you too. <laughs> oh, it's so tight. <gasps> um, sorry about that. Um, that's Marin. She's nice. She, um, well, we don't need to get it. We should probably get moving, actually, if we're, uh, so you, you're not going to say what, what, what this is all about? You want to talk about that later? Probably down the business? Is that what we're doing? Just sussing out where we're at. What's all about what? Your appearance is very abnormal. You, you, you appear to be afflicted with something. And I'm trying to make sure that I'm not going to be infected as well as make sure that you are able to perform the task. If I'm being blunt. What, uh, my appearance bothers you? No, I don't, I mean, I don't care. I'm not living with you. I just, I'm working with you, right? So I gotta, I gotta, I should probably know a little bit. Like, if I came up here, and I had this giant, let's say, I don't know, third arm swinging off my head, going, wow, 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 slapping people as I walk by, you'd be like, that's odd, that's weird. I, I want to ask about that. So, not the same thing, but an abnormality that, Obviously precipitates curiosity. Is this third arm, would it be attached to you, sewn onto your body, or is it growing out of you? See, that's the thing. You're already asking questions, and it's just a hypothetical. So imagine if it was actually in front of you. You'd want to know. Same thing. You're all emaciated, and you got, like, bones sticking out, and... You know what I mean? I'm just curious. We can talk about it later. I just want to know, am I safe to be around you? You're no offense, men. you safe. Nothing could possibly happen to you that happened to me. Okay. I'm going to have to believe you, I guess. Um, why do you keep grinning like that? What do you do? <laughs> Is that your default? You don't like a smiling place or face? You don't like people being polite with you? I'm awaiting your... Information on what uh, you have just paid me for. Well, you did just get paid. I'd be happy to. All right. You know what? Let's go. Let's go find this other. uh... He doesn't even have a name, apparently. So let's go find um, the nameless guy, I guess. uh, How do you find someone who has no name? I don't know. I'm just going to say he should be very obvious. 
probably waiting some somewhere outside. Apparently, this guy is gonna help us with mounts. Some some loof hands the big mouth. You ever heard of them? Loof hands? Yes. Like not the city that we're in, but big. Yeah, give me a history check. How do I do that again? (laughs) (laughs) So if you look on your sheet in the second column, you will have your skills and history should be, I think it's pretty close to the bottom, if I remember correctly. And if you click on the plus number, it should auto roll it for you. The plus number. Uh, I mean, I got history checked. Um, On your character sheet on the left-hand side, yeah, it's just there. You just click history. You just click it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. 18. And you just, you did your first D&D roll. Woo! Woo! Hey, I'll make the lights behind me do stuff. Hold on. Nope. (sighs) Nope, they don't want to. I don't get it. Wait for it. Ah, nope. Mm. Oh no. Mm. Ah, (laughs) It took a second. I got the red. Yeah, you got the red. With an eighteen, yes. uh, Go kid. You have heard of these beasts. You know that they're rare. You know that their transport is incredibly dangerous. And you know that, especially as a pirate. The ivory from their from their tusks is exceedingly valuable, because of which the trade of that material has been banned. Um, they are an endangered species, and they're a protected species. So getting them is rather difficult. And knowing someone who knows how to handle them is even more difficult. But you know poachers I... love them. And it actually, with an 18, it would occur to you that although these beasts are very adept at getting into the mountains and where you need to go, riding on them is like riding in a, on a horse made of gold. It might be something oh. that draws unwanted attention from poachers. Well, based on what we're going to be riding on, I, uh, I hope that the person is uh, well-skilled in maintaining and controlling them. I'm sure uh, the journey will be quite enjoyable for us. Um, yeah, I, I hope so, too. I mean, they seem like they're, uh, I, I hear they can be quite, uh, unruly. You know, gotta be, gotta be tamed, so. Hopefully it's good, whoever this, uh, guy doesn't have a name, apparently. Um. It makes it hard to find this person. I, uh, he should be very of the wild, is what I understand. He raised these things, from what I understand. He's, uh, he's you know. That's he's all I got. Raised them? I, I assume so. At the very least, he lives out in the wilds with them. I wonder if he'd be able to. Maybe he bought him. To deal with them. Oh, that. What does he look like, per se? What would you, what, how would you describe the, the one with no name? Honestly, uh, old, old Barnabas there didn't tell me a whole lot. He just, you know, he's from the wilds, and uh, you can't miss him. Like you, he said, can't miss you. I asked That's where right. to find you guys, and he's like, 
He laughed at me, chuckled a little bit about you being a pirate because I made a joke about um, being in the wrong line of work. Because you get paid up front. I'm not even getting paid up front. So. I think the fact that he has these animals with him will be able to find him very easily. It shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, yeah I'm assuming we should just get out there and exit the building. I'm sure he's not inside the building with this. At the very least, you know, if he is, we'll, uh, I will know. Well, then lead the way. Okay, I will. I will lead the way. You make your way. Mm -hmm. You make your way out of Barnabas's office, the office of Guild Affairs. And on the street, Dan, give me an animal handling check with advantage. <clears throat> oh, sure. First roll, this will show how today's going to be. <laughs> it's a uh, 20. 20. It's a 20, yeah. Yeah, Blibble, dirty 20. without even yeah. making a perception check, you see a massive beast very similar to the one in the painting. One of three, rear up, and then, how do you, what, is this, what does this look like as you like kind of get it to like immediately calm down? Um, I'm a big burly orc in a red cloak, and you see my arm just grab its chain and roar and slam it down, and it slams its head down, and it learns to respect me for that moment. Because these animals are all about, they respect you if you ha- are stronger than they are. And mm-hmm. I am clearly able to push him down with ease and let him know that I am in charge and he's to stay there. Well, will you see this as you exit the, uh, the golden gates of the of the veranda that leads into the guild affairs headquarters you see a cloud of dust kind of come up off of the busy road as the beast's head is like pushed down for a brief moment and then you see it like kind of huff out some hot air and like kind of test the boundaries of its handler a little bit but then it settles down it is the largest of the three Roofed hams, and you notice that people are kind of stopping on the street to gaze at these beasts that they have heard of, but not necessarily seen, especially from some from so up close. So that's um, pointing that everything there, Tor, with a uh, go kid. That's that's probably the guy. I would imagine. That is the creatures in question, yes. Magnificent, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really, uh, they're something special. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's go talk to them. And not get crushed by the giant beasts. Okay. And then I start walking forward. But it's slowly at first, and then Blibble realizes, like, ah, shit, I gotta, I gotta, right, game face. And then you start seeing him, like, 
not strut, but more confidently uh, walk towards um, this nameless one and his beasts. Not the McMahon strut? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you who I'm to escort? I, uh, <clears throat> I'm Blibble. Are you the, uh, guy without a name? You gotta be, because I'm honestly, who else would be? <laughs> Wait, who, who else would be coming up in here with these things? <laughs> I have no name. You may refer yeah. to me as nameless if you must give me a name. I know you city folk are obsessed with your names. Yeah. We, uh... I mean, other people have names that aren't in the city, but, you know, yeah, yeah, we got names. We, we, we're all named up here. His name's, um, Goat. Goathead. I always want to say Goathead. I don't know why, but Goathead. This is Goathead. This is Goathead. Nameless uh, puts his hand on the hilt of his sword and says, is this one plagued? I, I don't know. No, it's, you see? Go, Ken, do you see? He says no. But he hasn't really I, specified what else is going on here. I can make it painless. <laughs> you might want to, be, might want to tell the guy what's going on. He's, he's going to kill you. <laughs> now might be the time to, to say what's going on with you. <laughs> I do not have plague. I've, uh... <clears throat> I just have a bit of a condition, that's all. Something that I have to fight. Nothing for that's... the two of you to worry about at all. Mm. Nothing for us to worry about, you see? That's, <laughs> this is what I was introduced first. I had to go see him before you. <sighs> I was told where, but not why. Why are we going to this place? Especially with two children. Blubble looks at you like, the fuck? (laughs) Did this motherfucker just call us children? Oh, are you you going to take that? You are so small. I'm tall for a goblin, goddammit. Goblins, uh, you've surely seen or heard of goblins, at least. I can't be your first goblin you've seen. I have killed many. They steal. (laughs) They, well, so do other people, first of all. So do other creatures. (laughs) Not just goblins. Let's easy with the racism. (laughs) (laughs) What I mean, have I stolen before? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. But, you know, my name's Blibble, first of all. Points at, like, the, the scarf. Not stealing. I'm doing work. That's why we're doing this whole thing. But, yeah, um, we're meant to go up. Shit, what the fuck are we doing? Mountains. <laughs> In the mountains, because that's where the alloys and stuff are. What, what, which we use for, for the ships? No, for the armor, for the armor, it's for the armor. 
So yeah, we use the alloys and stuff from the armor up in the in the mountains, and they got problems up there. Uh, apparently, shit's all fucked up. I don't know. People are going missing. People are dying. Something like that. We're investigating because it's a problem up there. People are dying. This fucking guy. I knew he was gonna. Get, he, do you? Do you? <laughs> you gonna get a hold, hold on? Wait for it. Wait for this one. What name was? It's gonna be so good. You gonna get a boner? <laughs> Because he's made of bones. He's all what is skeletal. funny about bones? Oh, like an erection. Because people get excited sometimes, you know, and, and it, when he, this guy really likes death. So the joke with which a boner is a slang. For, you know what? It was hilarious, but I clearly not for you guys. Um, That's what we're doing. Ha ha. Thank you. Roll persuasion to see if you can properly explain <laughs> what a boner. I quit. Sure. I, fucking quit. I'm leaving. I got a 13. <laughs> he doesn't know. He's from the wilds. Nameless. You become vaguely aware that Blibble is referring to a state of arousal. When in the presence of death. You see, because he gets excited about death, this guy is really into it. Stop explaining! <laughs> <laughs> and in doing so, he might... <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. kill those who violate the dead. <laughs> well, I don't... I'm, I'm a, I don't... I don't violate the dead. I don't know what he does. I just met him, so... <laughs> That's going to be something between the two of y'all, because I, uh, he's not my boy. You know what I mean? I just met him, but he's, he's supposed to be good at, 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 um, what are you good at? Getting, getting a, he's stealthy. And also, maybe we could, uh, move on to the objective at hand. This conversation is kind of dragging on about the phallic objects. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're going over there, and and because you know it's hazardous and it's in the mountains and that region, apparently they deemed it uh, wise to hire you, Mister Nameless, um, with your uh, with your your, your very fine beasties. Little kind of like side eye, real quick. Just looks at him for a second. Doesn't want to like make too much eye contact. They're safe to ride, right? We will ride these small beasts. There are many creatures we might protect in the forest. They are the only friends I have. Oh. Do you Um, have many of these friends, by chance? Why do you ask? Magnificent creatures like this... Surely you must have many. I will, ret- I will not tell you. I have had to kill many a people trying to kill my friends. You better not be one of them. Oh, of course not. I respect the sanctity of life. Clearly. We will ride these beasts through the 
through the hills. They are might be too much for you. But I will try to keep them in line. That was going to be my next question. Is is there a trick to are they going to listen to me? Uh or you I mean you obviously, but um like if you tell them don't kill this goblin, will they listen? I will try to suggest what they do, but they will do what they do on their own. I will try to control them, but they are wild beasts, you understand. Sure, you got any, uh... Irritate them, you die. You steal their food, you die. Why would I steal their food? I have my own food. That was wrong when you assumed you would steal his food. Thank you. That was very, yep. I, 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 do you, do I look like somebody doesn't eat? This guy, though, on the other hand, am I right? Because <laughs> he's all bones! <laughs> Come on, do they laugh in the wild? What the hell? <laughs> Nameless, give me a survival check. A six. Yeah. With a six, you know that the largest of these beasts, uh, codename Ichabod, will most likely only be able to bear you or, or would only heed your commands. You don't think that one of the other two riders can handle that one, the one that you had to sort of subjugate in the road. The other two... Either one could probably take them, you think. They're a little bit smaller in stature. As long as you listen to my commands and stick to the small ones, you should be fine. Oh, I have no interest in riding the big... I mean, you're the largest of us. That makes just sense to me. He seems like he's your main guy. Thing. Beast. Child? They are both adolescents compared to the adult. They mm. take, they grow over many years. Mm-hmm. Go, kid. You got their tusks are very, uh, very beautiful. I applaud you on their beautiful, beautiful tusks. <laughs> Is it me, or does it feel like he's just like waiting for them? Like, he, if, if they died, he would just, like, go, like, right on them. I don't eat the dead. I don't do that. It's just the vibe I get from him. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't what? like your smell or your look. I will be keeping Damn. my eye on you. I've spent a lot of money on my smell. I should, uh, should not smell that bad at all. He might have more, you know, sensitive nose. Different creatures have a... He's from the wild, you know? It might be more... You're not that bad, honestly. I expect it worse when I, uh... Smell-wise, anyways. Um, Wait till you smell what these creatures can produce. It tests even the strongest of men. Good thing I don't have a nose. Good thing I'm not a man. As you say this, 
the largest of the beasts lets out like a loud belch, almost knocking you over, Blibble, since its maw is quite larger than yours. Um, it directs <laughs> it in your region. You just feel this wave of hot air rush over you as it lets out a <laughs> As you recover. Let him fight. You all prepare to mount these beasts and make your way to your next destination. Well, you would know from the brief that the camp you are headed to goes only by the code name P Knuckle. Awesome. And you roughly think you know the way to get there, since now you are a two-star member of the Cartography Guild. Mm-hmm. As you adjust the scarf around your neck and prepare to mount one of these beasts, that will be where we take our first break. We will be right back, friends, with some more Last Call for Adventure. Get up, stretch, get some water. I know I'm going to. We'll see you in a little bit. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for taking that little break with us. Uh, yeah, as I was remembering where we left off and then remember we left it off on a burp. <laughs> as our crew, maybe not adventurers yet, as our crew mounts these massive beasts and makes their way through the crowded city streets, the throngs of people naturally part to let them through gazing in wonder at these at these sort of like pinnacles of nature that they are mounted upon in front of all of you you see a a thick uh mat of fur that naturally kind of comes up where you can brace yourself against it there is no saddle there are no reins these two smaller wolfhams wordlessly follow the alpha of the group. Whether or not that is the one known as Ichabod, the largest, or his rider, as of yet remains unknown to you. They lumber shockingly silently through the streets, their hooves occasionally making small sounds against the cobbles, but for their massive size, except for when they grunt or bray, they move with an almost liquid shadow-like nature that surprises you. You feel the heat emanating from these creatures on your body as they kind of like, you know, as their muscles kind of strain ever so slightly underneath your weight. But Gokhead, what truly draws your eye is these sets of tusks the largest of which you've ever seen per lessons with the sheen. In fact, as the sun reaches the zenith of the sky and noon begins to fall over the city, you notice a mother of pearl-esque finish on these beautiful tusks that jut out in front of one of the smaller beasts you are riding on. Mm. You make your way out of the city gates and into the wilderness. And as you do, the wind picks up and a light dusting of snow begins to fall over all of you. 
Thankfully, you have these lumbering mounts to keep you quite warm, and they are richly appointed in a, in a coat of, of fur that money can't buy. It dawns on you that Nameless doesn't even mark the sort of, you know, as you leave these city's walls, the, how, how much colder it gets, how rapidly. Being rather attuned to the harshness of the wilds that kind of rapidly approaches you as you go down this street, as you go down this road that quickly becomes nothing more than a path and then really just a suggestion the further you get from town. The bricks kind of giving way to gravel, then dirt, then grass. And you head in the direction of that jutting line of mountains known as Ronia's Teeth. <clears throat> as you move through the, uh, sorry, as you move through the trees that have shed their leaves and kind of chatter coldly in the wind, Everyone give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Now, how do you do a wisdom save? Just above where you uh, did the, the um, history. Ah. There's saving throws like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these, are very, these are very high rolls. <laughs> yeah. Five, six, <laughs> eleven. Yeah, it's not great. Go, Ked. You become vaguely aware of a presence following you. You can see it out of the corner of your eye. A thin wisp of smoke that seems indiscernible to your friends. I use the term loosely. <laughs> Until finally, you hear a voice somewhere over your shoulder in the back of your mind. And this voice says, ah, you, you struggle under a burden most heavy. The flesh is so weak, it peels at the slightest touch. Well, <clears throat> That would bother him quite a bit, actually, <laughs> to hear that if somebody knows something about him that uh, shouldn't. Uh, so I would assume, uh, I don't know if there's like, I think he would keep this to himself. You yeah. Know? I don't think he would. In, uh, he, in, in he, fact, you hear this voice like somewhat in your mind. Yeah. I don't think this is something he's going to alert the other two about because then, you know, what, mm -hmm. what are they going to, what's he going to tell them? So yeah, I would say, okay, just kind of acknowledges it. I uh, need aware that there is something not uh, quite right, uh, but otherwise keeps this uh, to himself. <laughs> As you ponder these words, the voice continues. I can fix it. The purity of fire can cleanse anything weakening your flesh. And my price is a small one. Yeah, he's, he's not, not showing anything like he doesn't want anyone mm -hmm. to think that he's listening to something. So he's just, you, you vaguely know, just... become aware 
of, of, you know, the magic being used, you think you can respond like telepathically as well. Okay. You wonder if this creature can read your thoughts, especially since it seems to know so much about you. All right. Uh, well, then he will think in his own mind. Uh, if, uh, are you implying you can reverse what has been done to me? Mm, with ease. And what price would you ask of me? Make an insight check. Uh, actually pretty nice through here, eh, uh, Nameless? Yes. You ever been through here before? <laughs> it's fine. It's home. Yeah. It's a bit warm today, though. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. It's warm. Very warm. Just chatter while this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> With a nine, you you don't you don't personally think anything is off about the about I guess like the uh, the the deal, but someone with a keener ear might hear a little bit of venom as the voice continues and says, "That little creature you're traveling with, blibble it goes by." It has stolen something from me, gone back on its word. It's untrustworthy, you see. But me, deals I make, I make good on. I can give you a small vestige of my power and fix your condition. If you arrange for something to happen to Blibble on the journey. Now, you just have to bring him to a place, make sure he's alone, and I'll make sure you're never blamed for any of it. I told you, Cassie, this is what was going to happen. She's totally playing into it. <laughs> Little aside, just before, just before, just before that we started properly, when you guys couldn't hear, we're talking about like whenever me and Burke RP together, and we haven't RP in D and D, but in general, we always have some sort of adversarial thing that happens. Mm-hmm. We said that in confidence. <laughs> uh, DM's like, I mean, she would never use that against you. No, no, of course not. The dice fell the uh, way they fell. This is not the first time that, uh, you know, based on his his history, he's talked to some entity. Uh, So, I mean, obviously, uh, Goked would reply with, uh, if you can reverse my curse and stay true to what you say, then I guess we'll have to see. But if not... Well, there's other things that I can do as well. You know. Rubbing them little bony fingers together. (laughs) A small sample of my powers, then. Make a constitution save. 
Say 17. 17. As you rub your bony fingers together, you see flesh begin to sprout anew from the tips. It runs along the back of your hand. It feels like burning, but with that 17 on the constitution save, you're able to hide it from your companions. It feels like your whole hand is on fire, like it is being flayed. But when you look down, you see healthy skin. You see this corruption that's taken hold of you, burned back up to about the forearm. You gain inspiration. You may expend this inspiration at any point to give yourself advantage on a roll. Advantage simply means that you roll twice and you take the higher number. Okay. There's something inside you that wants to scream or make an exclamation of pain because it it feels so horrible. But like I said, the 17, you're able to suppress it. You're able to hide it from your companions. And with that, the voice fades. You can see a side-by-side comparison of your two hands. And for a moment, you're reminded of what you looked like before this curse took hold of you. Uh, well, <clears throat> from his seated position, you know, obviously he's hiding this stuff from his companions, but he just, mm-hmm. he just lifts his head. And he just stares at the back of Bipple. Lipple. <laughs> just <laughs> stares at him as the idea of this curse being lifted from him enters his mind and uh, no longer having to live like this. So, you know, I think I've been through here before, actually, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't snowing <laughs> last time I was here. Are you sure? It's a very dangerous place. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I nearly died, but uh, I got through. Very good at hiding when I need to be able to. Ah, you sneak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tactically. Heroically, one might even say. Heroes often sneak in the dark like a coward. <laughs> yes? No. <laughs> Girls often sneak in the dark like a cow. A little bit conflicting, but, you know. Listen, I'm just saying, sometimes people don't understand it. I don't understand. It's like swaying back and forth. (laughs) None the wiser while we're going along. If you're hiding, you can't get hit, and then you strike out. You know? You gotta play to your advantages. You're big and burly, and I'm sure you're all like, and you hit you know, shit with you, whatever that is. Uh, um, so you use uh, other people as shields. Brave. Sometimes it's more like they can't see me and then I strike, you know, and it's too late already. You duel an unaware opponent. Courageous. I've fought things while they, they can see me. Just because they suck at hitting me doesn't mean that... I- Go, Ken. Hello. Can you can you back me up here? You sneak, right? Uh, what? 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 What are you talking about? Were you not listening? 
No, no, I was, I was not paying attention. I was uh, admiring the beautiful toskage of the of the beasts in front of me. Oh, yeah, pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You know, some, being sneaky doesn't mean you're a coward. I don't think it does. Yeah. It's just you know, this you know, survival is all that matters. No, what? What do you? <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> it's just another means of tactics employed by those who use what they're good at. And and if I'm small and nimble and hard to uh to hit, that's their problem. So if you're you better in danger, danger if you're in danger facing overwhelming odds, do you face it head on or hide? No, absolutely. You do not face it head on. Uh, that's a fool, Aaron. If you're facing something immensely larger than you, then perhaps you could raise something uh, that is of equal size to fight the thing for you, or uh, you could poison it so you could curse it. Uh, there's many avenues you could do other than just charge headlong into it like a like a like an ear buffoon who just gets his head lopped off by something larger. Don't get how will it you ever grow if you don't challenge yourself to improve? He's not speaking for me right now. Just, I want to make sure that's clear. You just, you know, it's, it, you don't, I'm not, don't get it twisted. You don't run away. I'm not going to run away if we like get into a fight, you know? <coughs> God, it's cold. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what I'm trying to say, though, is, is that if we're in, say it's like real dire, you know, and, and you, uh, you're in a bad way, but I'm able to sneak around and they don't even know that I'm there and I'm able to then save you. Not that necessarily you need saving. I haven't seen your abilities yet. But if that was the case, wouldn't you want me to play to my advantages so that way we can be victorious? Basically, he's saying that uh, you would fight it while he figures out what he's going to do. Motherfucker, so, uh, do I need to start throwing <laughs> spells your way? Because I will. I will knock you off that thing. <laughs> the things I... The jobs I take. <sighs> As you say this, uh, Gokhead, Nameless, your passive perception is high enough that you notice the hair on the Luftam's back begin to, like, kind of stand on edge. And you notice them kind of get a little excited. Their noses start snuffling. And they start to, like, kind of... You see, you see, the, you see the muscles begin to twitch on all of your mouths. Blibble... Your passive perception is not high enough for this. You are distracted by defending yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Disparaging remarks about your character. Swear to God. It's like everybody I'm with, I roll with, they all just like, Blibble's a coward. Blibble's two stars. Look on the scarf. All I know is guys full of many stars. Two is not very many. Oh my god. 
problem with people from the the wilds and from not the city. They're like, you city people, I don't understand you. The, the wilds are different. You don't know. Like, we never get out of the city. <laughs> Nameless's comment has definitely got uh, a little chuckle out of Go Kid. Kind of a hasp. <laughs> that laughing? <laughs> now you laugh? As you laugh, the beasts, like, kind of... They begin to paw at the ground restlessly. Then they begin to go off the track. Into the thicket deeper into where the woods rapidly become dark going for the the going for the thickest of the foliage mm. well go kid would yell out nameless what are they doing they must feed they smell food are you scared I'm literally, uh, what you see, I, do, I look like I'd be scared of the dark. <laughs> yes. <Don't>. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you take that, Goken? <laughs> Stir that pot. Stir that pot, Blibble. I don't know, man. I was just, it's pretty messed up for him to say that about you. I don't know. Um, uh, let's see. No, I better not cast. I was gonna cast. I got this lantern that I can cast to cast light, but I'll just wait on that. Um, go, go, kid. Does it really? Uh, you know, he just he just takes the comment and just smiles, and then uh, just says nothing more. Just uh, just lets it go. Let's it go. Yeah. Just smiles. The beasts lumber forward, making their way through the underbrush with ease, almost scraping you off their backs a couple of times, Blibble Gokhead, as they like kind of forget that you're there, moving with a driven purpose to one point. And then the smell hits you. They became vaguely aware of it first, but now it is, it's getting rapidly stronger and it's, it's too much for you to ignore. The smell of rot, the smell of decay. It almost smells like a decaying body. It stinks like, for are you miles around. It's the smell of death. <laughs> 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 Yes. Mm. Yes. Oh, God. Something's rotten up here. Mm, smells like kill, but old kill. Yeah, do they feast on the rotted flesh or has it got to be fresh? I would think fresh, but maybe, uh, maybe, maybe uh, what the hell do I know about them? They're not picky eaters. They will consume whatever they find. No. If Gokhead doesn't consume it first, am I right? <laughs> Might not be healthy for us to get too close to it, though. Yeah, yeah. everyone give me nature checks. Boop, boop. Ooh, 17. Oh. And a 12 from Nameless. 
And a five from Goathead. Goathead. <laughs> Libble. As you sit atop your mount, kind of pondering this, dodging branches out of the way, as she moves forward, kind of, like I said, forgetting that you're there, maybe a couple of them hit you in, in the face. You realize the smell is familiar to you. Although mm. it smells like putrefaction, you remember a plant that was grown in roughly this area some time ago by a traveling companion of yours. Oh, what the? Could it possibly? What? No. Is that around here? You're saying it was like vague. I'm, I'm understanding that it's vague, basically around this area. Yeah, yeah. You remember a. You remember the smell of the flowers that mm-hmm. Red Jasper, your turtle companion, had yep. spawned here. This is a bit. This is a bit farther from where you originally remember them being planted, mm-hmm. but the smell is the same. Mm. You know. That's what it is. I've smelled this before. There was a companion of mine, and he, uh, I'm not even getting into what he's about, but he had, like, all sorts of wild magics, kind of chaotic, right? And, and, um, he, uh, (laughs) he planted one of these, like, flowers that smell like death, just like this. But it was a little bit further away from here, not quite here. I'm not sure... That's definitely the smell that I remember. Maybe that. I don't know. Do I know that these flowers are just, they're just like a corpse flower. They don't like, they're not like carnivorous. No, 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 no. It was just a flower. It's just a, you know, just a thought. And I, I don't know. Are, are they dangerous? Yeah, they made by dark I know, magic. As far as I know, it's just a flower. Unless, you know, that somebody's done some other crazy magics to it or something and enchanted it. Maybe as a lure, you know, that could, I'd be on our guard still because very what weird happens to be out creature, here. What happens if a creature eats one? I don't, I'm, I'm not a botanist. I don't really know. Give me a medicine check. But I might be a doctor. <laughs> Uh, medicine that's a one Mm. you have no clue what happens if you eat one of these my rolls are terrible (laughs) right now (laughs) I don't know I don't know what happens Uh, I would say maybe don't eat the thing that smells like like rotting asshole but uh, (laughs) hearing that there's these are made of dark magic um my instinct is to try to stop the animals from charging forward and redirect them back. Like, yes, Give I would... me an animal handling check as you attempt to stop your beast as well as the others. Seven. Yeah. You're able to stop yours since you've kind of established yourself as the as you know the the dominant being but the other two carrying your companions continue to charge forward thinking only of feasting 
What Go are we get doing, Dwight, You notice this. Are we You notice Nameless, you know, kind of stop his mount as the other two <laughs> continue. It's still like, going. You know. Yank on the chain and command it to stop. Okay. <clears throat> stop. Stop. Stop, you son of a bitch. Stop it. <laughs> Give me animal uh, handling. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled a three on animal handling. Mm-hmm. Go kid with a nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you continue barreling forward on these massive beasts. In fact, Blibble, yours doesn't even mark your command at all. Uh, whereas Goked's like you see one of the four eyes kind of roll up towards you, Goked, and then continue doing what it's doing, perceiving you nice. as weak and that not was, worthy of its attention. Was, they're not, they're not stopping. <laughs> as you say this, Goked, Blibble, give me dexterity saving throws. Oh, no. And by whoopew, I mean... There it is. Twelve. And another twelve from Gokit. You are able to both duck underneath something that appears almost out of thin air to you. In fact, if it wasn't for a little bit of steam now rising from your beast's mouth as it's beginning to like gain speed and barrel towards actually now you see it, this thicket of large multicolored flowers that has appeared in front of you. The steam rising up illuminates for just a moment an almost transparent spider web, and you're able to duck underneath it as your beasts just continue barreling forward towards this thick, like, overgrowth of these death flowers. Occasionally, you see a bulb open and let out like a thick plume of yellow spores and the smell in the air thickens as these things kind of belch drawing you closer and closer towards this this area in the center where all of the other foliage seems to die there's no other flowers no other bushes no other trees growing here and and you see this this trail of flowers lead out into the forest to your right as your as your beasts continue moving forward give me perception checks Okay. It's a 17 from old Blibs. Mm-hmm. And a 23 from <laughs> Goked. <laughs> it shall be noted for the record that Blibble has a negative one and Goked has a plus six. Nameless? I, um, seeing that they're not stopping, I try to uh, command my steed to follow them but staying mm-hmm. a bit behind just so I keep my eye on them as I'm trying to shout for the steeds to stop. Got you. Yeah. You see where they both ducked underneath something. So you're able to like kind of, kind of flatten yourself down. Um, give me a deck save with advantage as you try to navigate this thick 
spiderweb wall. 16? Yeah. You're able to flatten yourself down on your mount and pass underneath them. You know, knowing, like, like, like I said, observing that Goket and Blibble had both had to dodge something as they were kind of going underneath. And let's see, we had a 17 and a 23. Goket, Blibble, you become vaguely aware of a skittering and scattering in the trees around you. Occasionally, you see the glint of a yellow eye, maybe the outline of an of an abnormally shaped head, and you hear like almost like um, nails on glass, strange skittering in the treetops around you. Just like that. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if this is appropriate or not. But I have like, I have Keeper's Vault, which like will cast a lantern mm-hmm. to light up an area. I guess that's how that works. Yeah. That is obscene. How dare you? Uh, to this noise, little like you see this shit, you hear it? It's spiders, or some sort of spidery objects, creatures. Are you afraid spidery of spidery objects? No, I just don't want to have them come at me. <laughs> spiders seem right up your alley. They're probably your pets. Um, I guess I ca- I could cast that lantern. I guess. Yeah. No. I, As I, the lantern, it just—I I believe it just happens. As the lantern like apparates out of midair, what what does it look like? And what sort of cast does, or what sort of light does it cast? Uh, let's say it's like a—I don't know. Let's just say it's like a shape, like a like a human skull or something. Mm-hmm. It's something that he would probably have, you know. And it just, it's just a green, green, bright light. This is, yeah, it's instead of like a yellow flame, it's just a green flame that uh, illuminates the area. As it illuminates the area, you see, bathed in the light, an arachnid form, a giant spider, and seated atop it, a goblin holding a spear. What? Well, it looks like this is one of yours. Oh. Do I see that as well? Like, I'm, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is, like, illuminated for all of you to see, including you, Nameless. Are they of your I tribe? Next... I... What? I... Give me... I... I didn't expect this shit. Yeah. Give me a let's see. Trying to think. Um because you're trying to ascertain whether or not they're of your tribe. Was that uh, is that correct? I that's just what Nameless said. I don't know if, if we roll like yeah. that. Um I guess I would just be trying to figure out friend or foe, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, everyone give me insight checks. That's an eight from Nameless, nine mm -hmm. from Libble. Ah, sight. Oh, there it is. And a 10 from GoCat. Yeah. You're not particularly aware of, of who this person is, but just at a first glance, you can tell, even with those very low rolls of 8, 9, and 10, that they are suspicious of you. They are leery of you. In fact, you would notice that the spear is somewhat readied in its hand. And although it was unexpectedly bathed in this light, he seems ready to rumble. What are the mountains? Pauses doing? for a moment, kind of like, like, kind of, like I said, like getting low. And as he does, you see the spider he is riding as well kind of adopt the stance. And after what seems like an eternity of silence, his voice comes to you. You. You should not be here. Yeah, but I mean, says who? You know what I mean? This area <sighs> has already been befouled by the touch of those that do not know their place in the natural chain. Oh. I don't know about all that. But we're not even, we're like passing through here, you know? Like, we're not here to befoul nothing. Um, it, my name is Blibble. Blibble. Um, and this uh, who might we be a addressing? Of no honor. What the fuck? You. <laughs> That, uh, it how sounds you... like the sound a child makes when it longs for its mother. This is not the name of a noble man. All right. Okay. I'll take that. What's your name? You are not worthy to hear it. Oh, you know what? That's how it is. My name sucks. And you say a bunch of bad words about my name, but I'm not allowed to hear yours. Is that how that works? You worried? It, yes. How would it feel if I was like, "What if your name was like, Blip Blop? That's that's a weird ass fucking name, okay. Blip Blop. No honor. Very Sounds nice. like the name of somebody who would shit on people's faces. Doesn't feel Perhaps good, does what it? What my friend here might want to ask, however, is what has befouled the area? What has happened here? This grove it grows unchecked, infecting the woods. This plant, this flower, it does not belong here and has drawn all sorts of corpse flesh eaters to this area, destroying the natural order here. Why didn't you kill the flowers? Dressed such as yourselves, and he points at like your insignia, Libble, mm -hmm. that have done this thoughtlessly. Is they like producing? Are they, are they like creeping up more and more? Give me, give me an intelligence check, actually, or nature. Mm. 
nature, let's say, for no particular reason. Definitely not stat-based. Five. God damn it. So terrible. Wait, there he is. They, uh, said nature. Say? Nature or nature. what? Just nature. nature. You can do or nature intelligence. or intelligence. Yeah. Intel- yeah. I don't really have a good Whichever stat's better, really. Intelligence is at the top. Nature would be yeah. amongst the longer list of skills. Go with that. 13. 13. You notice, Gokend, that removing these things would not be as simple as Blibble suggests. As another bud near you opens, letting out a thick plume of these yellow spores that you then see carried on the wind. It occurs to you that these things probably reproduce over large distances. If he's uh, being the necromatic guy that he is, I mean, he's got this ability that uh, it could infect sickness or something like that. I think he has. Uh, is it possible that he could potentially infect the flowers to kill all the flowers with like some necrotic vile stuff that could just a very focused necromatic thing that he could do just kill the flowers at higher levels you obtain the ability to cast a spell called blight which actually specializes Mm. in destroying life at your level you're vaguely aware that people a little bit more skilled in your trade do this you could attempt to do it but you think it would take you time you would have to uh sort of formulate a concoction to kill large swaths of these at once Otherwise, it's kind of like playing a game of whack-a-mole. As these creatures begin to become aware that there is danger, they begin to emit spores at a higher rate, making like creating new <clears throat> thickets nearby. I, I, you, would, you, would, you would glean that with the 13, that it's, it's not quite as simple as Blibble says. Well, then I, he would respond to them. He would probably say something like, Perhaps uh, we can negotiate. Uh, I could potentially destroy these things and remove this from your uh, environment for a small fee. Might take some time, but I think I have the skill and know-how to eradicate your curse. A fee. And what fee would you demand for writing that which your own people have wronged? Well, I don't think anyone has ever looked like me, so they ain't my people. I'm uh, traveling with these two, but they're not my people. I come from the sea. These uh, flowers are a blight on your land, but not something that can't be dealt with. But as for a fee, of course, nothing comes free. Shiny things. Silvery things. Of that sort. You desire metal. Yes, in a way. Hmm. You will be disappointed to learn we do not deal in metals. Oh, they don't deal in metal. Oh, isn't that convenient? They don't—they don't pay because they don't deal with metal, <laughs> and they insult people's names. Uh, 
Go Honorable people. Good lean people. Forward. <laughs> Go Kev would kind of lean forward and take its, his bony fingers, and hopefully Nameless doesn't see this, but kind of just gently brushes along the ivory of the tusks and says, things like this. <laughs> Make a deception know. check <laughs> to see if you can hide your intentions from your party. Oh. Four. The four. How does Nameless respond? <laughs> uh, Nameless looks very uncomfortable because and he's trying to hide his face under his hood. It looks very nervous. Oh. You. Mm. Nameless good over there? <laughs> Nameless! Uh, I, I am not worthy to speak to them. I am, and I say the orcish word for exile, tribeless. I lift, I sl- I lift the side of my um, hood so you can see the horrible brand on the side of my face. That's marked in orcish runes. It basically um, designates that I have been exiled from my tribe. I I did something that brought shame to me, and I am not worthy to speak to my tribe or any tribe. This asshole! You're what? You you think you're not worthy of this jackass? He's insulting names. (laughs) Says that like this is our responsibility. We're just passing through. He just comes skittering along on his spider. He's like, your name's dumb. It's stupid and not honorable. Also, we don't deal with metal. But this is your problem now, too. Says who? These are our ways. He's rude. And mean. Why would I want to help him? Anything to say? Blip blop. (laughs) (laughs) yeah give me a stealth check to see how well you can like sort of try to go unnoticed nameless 18 18 yeah yeah he doesn't like he doesn't pay special attention to you sort of marking goket as like the designated leader of your group And disregards Blibble and Nameless as he continues, like, these sort of negotiations. Mmm. Yes. We do deal in useful materials. Things that can be used to provide shelter, warmth, can be refined into tools. But useless as trinkets. Mm. These things you adorn yourselves with. He like gestures to like your rings and stuff. Or anything, any sort of adornment like that you have on you. Yeah. Gokhead smiles very largely at that, <laughs> at that comment, thinking that he's going to get spoons of ivory here. So, uh, yes, you know, still taking his hand to gesture to the ivory of the toss and says, 
I would be very interested in your trinkets made of this. If you uh, would uh, pay through that means, I will gladly assist you with this grove of decay. Well, you see, we only take these materials you refer to when nature reclaims its bearer. Therefore, it's exceedingly rare. We would have you remove all of the blight for such a kingly price. Can you even do that? Did you say that out loud? Because <laughs> Blibble's thinking like that's a that's like it's not an easy, you know, thing. And it all he's not he's thinking less about like he knows like it's probably technically more from this discussion in well, not that it's bigger and thinking more that it was magically cast. He's like, can he do it? But also, like, why the fuck are you even helping this guy? That's like the tone. <laughs> well, uh, Go Catch shoots uh, Blibla <laughs> an angry look <laughs> and then returns to speaking and says, uh, in order to gather things that I require, I will need some form of payment, perhaps a small portion of your kingly bounty that I can then use to purchase the items needed. This is not an easy thing to fix. You are blighted with undeath creeping upon your land. If it is not dealt with soon, these flowers will spread across the entire forest and casing all of this and darkness and decay. If we deal with it now, then I can handle it before it gets out of hand. But I don't have the things on me to deal with such a disaster at this moment. I'm going to require some form of payment so that I can bring back the resources required to deal with your disaster. Mm. It is true. The stench of this grove has drawn carrion eaters into the heart of the woods. It's become exceedingly dangerous for the natural denizens of this thicket to dwell here. These foul creatures have come up, especially in the dead of the night. Make a persuasion check. Glad I focused on that. 20. (laughs) Very well. I will give you a small piece of what you seek in advance, in good faith. But you do not return and you do not make good on your word. Trust, we will find you. And what little skin you have left will be skillfully removed from your bones. 
You have nothing to worry about. If your treasure is exactly what I suspect it to be, I will definitely be back to kill some flowers and help you with a problem to collect the rest of it. He reaches into his bag and throws at your feet what looks to be a drinking horn. You know from looking at the luster of the material that this is an exceedingly rare component. Strong, hard, shiny, and worth a kingly sum to the person that would desire such a horn. In fact, those of you from Luftum may have seen like very wealthy people strapping these to their to their side to drink mead out of oftentimes adorning them further with gold and silver yay uh <laughs> <laughs> uh goked is uh boy he cannot hide his smile uh nothing seems to brighten him up that more than seeing such a treasure that uh that he would uh put his clammy little hands out. He would eagerly jump down from the, uh, the creature to scoop up <laughs> what was just tossed at him and then bound himself back up there and quickly, you know, take his little thing and, uh, and, he, and, he, and his stuff inside his little pouch that he carries with him. He looks at the, the goblin with a big smile and says, I will return. Who are you going to uh, call for when uh, you return? You don't even know his name. Before <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a name of some sort, what if we don't run into him? What if we run into another member of his tribe? Like, you know, eh? it'd be helpful to know the name of the person we're dealing with. Go, kid, with just shrugs. I know where the flowers are, and that is all they require me to destroy. I don't need anything else. All right, then, old leader. <laughs> <laughs> is, our, is our business conducted? Sorry for speaking out of turn with my shitty little name. Uh, yeah. This is a game. I'm, they will allow us to go in peace, I'm sure, now. Yes. Be wary the further you go into the wood. Like I said, those that feast on the flesh of the dead, dark creatures that live down below, the darker it gets, the more often they tend to come in from the mountains, drawn by the smell. And when they don't find flesh, they turn to the living. Good luck. They're Any talking gestures. about you, Blibble. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get the heck out of here. <sighs> Keep going. See you later there, Blip Plop. <gasps> You continue on following this 
trail of flowers, knowing that they lead somewhere to the foothills of Ronia's teeth, where you know your quarry lies. But as darkness begins to fall, smell becomes the least of your troubles. As you begin to hear strange things rumbling in the depths. The sun's dying light disappears behind the mountain range. And as it does, your breath begins to get colder and turn into a thick vapor in front of your faces. Thankfully, I believe you all have dark vision. So as the world turns from pastels into that familiarity of black and white and gray that you can see through the darken, you begin to hear whispers, murmurs, and groans as the woods begin to come alive around you. The shadows begin to envelop you. That will be where we call a close to this episode of Last Call for Adventure. Yay. Oh, it's a perfect it's a perfect stopping point so that oh, Max has time to prepare his spells for <laughs> and I will <laughs> I will actually thank you so much for joining me. This was such this is such a different crew than what we've had in the past. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I love a morally gray party. Um except mm. for Nameless. I feel like Nameless is a really good person that <laughs> probably doesn't deserve all this um on my screen i have frozen i don't know if i'm frozen for all of you a little bit you're you're good now you're back okay i'm back um yes let's go around and do some shout outs let everyone know what you're up to this week where they can find you and as always we'll see you in the patreon post show where we'll talk back about this episode uh we're gonna go the opposite direction this time take it away dan Hi guys, I'm uh, Dan's Gaming, variety streamer on Twitch. I've been streaming for over 13 years. Um, thanks for having me on the show. It was super fun to play D&D again. It's been uh, too long. It's good to come back finally and stretch my role-playing legs. Um, this has been a great cast and a great show, and I can't wait for the next time. So thank you for having me. Amazing. Max? Screw that goblin. That goblin sucked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been playing a blibble. Um, thank you again, uh, for having me back on this crew. Um, hopefully people are still enjoying blibble. Um, I've been having a lot of fun still playing with them. And also obviously playing, uh, again and role playing with, with Dan, uh, has been great and I'm looking forward to it. I do like the different vibes and different, uh, different energy that each crew brings. And we'll talk more obviously about it in the post show. So Patreon members or people um considering might want to check those out those are good um and then obvious obviously not obviously the hell is that um burke being able to jump in with us uh is really really cool too because i've also been excited to see him do some D stuff and as always having bronze as our uh dm it's been good i hope you guys enjoy the show and i uh, can't wait to come back amazing burke take it away 
Well, thanks to all of you for making this like extremely chill and comfortable to do. <laughs> it's like as a first time, it's always uh, extremely nervous to do it. You know, it's like, am I going to do something wrong? Uh, but no, yeah, Dan is amazing, of course, and Gassy's amazing, and Bronze is amazing. It's just uh, I couldn't, have, I, if, uh, for a first time doing D&D, uh, I couldn't uh, do a better crew than this. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing. Like, I'm so, uh, having so much fun already. It's just cool. It's just cool to do this. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Aw, yeah. And then Bronze. <laughs> Thank you for throwing to me, Max. I always love, uh-huh. I hate throwing to myself. Hello, welcome. Thank you so much. I love, like, I love tabletop RPGs. I love Dungeons and Dragons. And I love being, like, someone's first DM. It's always, like, the, the biggest honor. And I'm so excited. I got to uh, welcome another person into the hobby. Um, yeah, I... I'm working on this sequest this week. It's why I haven't streamed in a couple of weeks. This sequest is an all South Asian uh, Dungeons and Dragons or uh, tabletop RPG actual play um, that we're shooting in studio that we kickstarted. We kickstarted over $150,000 for it, uh, which is a massive budget. Um, and uh, that's what I've been, that's what I'm in LA working on. So if you're like, where is Bronze? Where has she gone? That's that's where I am. That's why my stream quality is is what it is this week. Thank you for bearing with it. And um, I love I loved this episode. This was such a good like first episode. Um, thank you for coming on this adventure with us. We'll see you in the Patreon post show where our crew talks back about the episode and talks about their thoughts and impressions, where they think it's going. And until then, we'll see you next time on Last Call for Adventure. We, we do Wednesday mornings, in case you were wondering. Wednesday. Bye! Wednesday. <laughs>